Welcome back to the Simplicity Podcast with me, Kim John Payne. I was doing a workshop uh, just a couple of days ago, and a, a dad asked me about what what could he do for a child who seemed to have really low confidence and low self-esteem and would often really struggle uh, in, in, in many situations to, to feel like they were standing on good ground. And as I was flying back uh, home after that workshop on the plane, I was, I was just making some notes and, and thinking about, about what, what, what really is at the core of this. What can we do to help when our kids go through episodes of, of really feeling a lack of confidence? Now, one of the first uh, things that occurs to me uh, with the question of confidence, and I've seen it over and over um, through the years, is that kids' confidence will wax and wane. Some kids, you know, more generally uh, are more confident, others less. But one of the, the patterns I've seen is that confidence can increase and decrease as various life phases uh, um, you know, as a child moves through their life and the phases in it, the the I've seen kids get really um, wobbly. You know, around sort of five, five and a half, six. It's a sort of a big change. Um, it's a little bit like earlier on, around two or three. That's another you know period of frustration. It's a time of big change. Um, the five or six, as I mentioned around nine eight and a half through nine and a half is another real time when I've seen a bunch of kids who were previously doing all right start to start to feel um, not so confident you know don't get out there in the same strong way in the playground or with friends or or are easily wounded or can push back uh, easily you know um, start to become a little more defiant which, you know, kids who are becoming defiant is often a lack of confidence. You know, they're over overcompensating. And I think that's very important to understand. So there's a phase um, to this. You know, I remember my, my own kids going through, it was really about 15. It wasn't so much 14 that is often spoken about. But with both my own kids, it was more around 15 that they went through a phase of, of not feeling so confident uh, in themselves and needing needing to, to to just a little bit of extra warmth and help to get through that time. But what is it you know that we can can actually do during during these times that help our uh, help our kids get through? One of the primary ways uh, is to come alongside our kids and. To not necessarily have to um, not, you know, grill them, talk to them a lot, you know, talk to them about self-esteem, try and cheer them up and say, you're okay, you're a great kid, you're a really great kid, don't worry about it. All that, you know, 
<laughs> they can it, you can easily overdo that kind of thing, and it gives the the child or the teen the impression that you're not really tuning in with where they are at. Like if they're going through a phase of of lack of confidence, or they're or they you know they easily the kind of child that can easily go into that state anyway, and you're saying it's going to be fine. You know you're a great kid. <laughs> the child begins to sort of doubt that you're actually paying attention in inwardly um there's that voice i mean i'm sure they appreciate the affirmation and all that but we can easily overdo that coming alongside this metaphor that i use from time to time of mooring your canoe alongside another and just saying i've got you i'm with you i'm here for you that kind of gesture, I feel, is a crucial beginning point for a child who lacks confidence. Because what you're doing is, as you put your paddle across onto their boat and you throw the rope over and and you you know and they sort of secure the line, um, it gives them that extra feeling of 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 extra buoyancy, actually, and. Um, and a feeling of I'm not alone because a lot of the lack of confidence sometimes comes from a feeling of the world is really big and now I'm not alone. Now alongside that mooring and coming alongside, the theme of simplicity comes into this again and balance in childhood as it does in so many aspects of life because a child is bound to, to feel more confident when life is more navigatable, you know, where where there's not too much going on, where they feel like, yeah, I, I, I can cope with this, I can deal with this. Conversely, when life is moving too fast, it leads a child into feeling nervous, insecure, uh, anxious, and it's going to press all the buttons of that lack of confidence it's going to it's going to feel like this is too big the world is too big it's too fast and and everyone else seems to be doing okay with it and i'm not and the that feeling is is a tricky one for any child to have so another part of mooring uh, an adult canoe alongside a child is to lead them into calmer waters just to sort of just take some time out a lot more gentle walks in nature a lot more rhythm in their life a lot more time with mum and dad and siblings if they're siblings you know playing board games a lot more cozy warm uh, simple activities around the home, a lot more decompression time and just giving a child downtime, um, limits on the amount of time that they uh, are, are, you know, are having busy stuff go on, limits around um, bedtime and if they're older, you know, with, with homework, uh, you know, that they're not staying up very, very late and getting very tired. So, you know, time-based homework as opposed to content based and you know one can speak to any any good teacher is going to be open to a quiet conversation about a child struggling with with confidence and how they just need more rest need more downtime need to recoup a little bit now the 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 next stage 
um, really the second step, having sort of secured the lines, calmed things down, is is to um, make some little plans. And I do mean little. Things about the next day, about the next week coming up. Plan, I mean, it's, it's okay with a teenager to do maybe some longer range uh, planning if they're coming up to their college years and so on. But really the emphasis here is on some things that might work, some things that will just feel nice, that that would be fun to do. Um, and, and, and some plans about how a child can move back into the flow, into that more the flow of the mainstream river if you've moved the moved the canoe alongside and taken them out of the busy patch and out of the bumpy waters once a child you know a month or two goes by maybe 6 months even but certainly a month or two at least of quieter waters it might be time to to think about okay what can we do now and and to make a little plan about the reentry that seems very doable and doesn't have that look in a child's eye that that seems that seems scary like really scary it's okay to 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 be able to encourage and push just a little bit uh, but if you get that feeling of real scariness um, and that's just and a child just does not want to go there um it's questionable whether to push really, really hard uh, for a kid doing to um, to do that. The and just to say, look, it's okay. We're we're you know we're making plans now about uh, how you can have, for example, some sleepovers. If sleepovers have been scary for a child, um, there may be five, six, particularly eight, nine, ten years old, and they're and they've been reticent and wary, even scared of of sleepovers, you can make a plan, a little bit of a plan of how to to do that, a little uh, and also a walk off plan. Um, how if things go really wrong, what you can do, um, how to tough it out a little bit, what you can do in terms of self-talk, you know, uh, be able to say to a child, if you get really scared and you're in someone else's house and you're sleeping over, then you can you can say, what words can you say to yourself to try and calm yourself down? Or what, do you th- what can you do um, that will help you feel better? And just develop a whole, this is just by way of example, of course, but develop a whole plan around what a child can do. Um, and it might be about going to parties. It might be about play dates. It might be about sports clubs. It might be about myriad things. But make a little plan around how a child can re-enter that. But also assure them that some of the plan probably won't work out. You know, very few plans, uh, everything works out. And let a child know that so they don't, because a lot of the the seat I've found of a lack of confidence is kids also that, um, that hold themselves or are held to um, very high or even impossibly high standards. It's got a lot to do with confidence to be able to say to a child, you know what? Some of that won't work out, and some will, and don't worry about it, because when we talk about this a little bit more, we'll we'll try and figure out why some things worked, and we'll just do more of that, and the things that didn't work out, well, we'll see if we can work that out too, but if they don't, we can just drop that, and we'll just do more of the things that do work out. Now, 
this strengths-based way of working with a kid, being able to focus on the strengths and build them up, over the years I've become more and more open to doing this and don't see it as as a sort of a soft, namby-pamby, you know, all that stuff way of, of working with, with kids. When you do more of what they love to do and you build up their confidence through competency, then what they're not good at doing uh, will stand much more of a chance of them feeling strong enough to take that on, that they come from that position of strength rather than hammering away at the things they don't do well. And so that whole philosophy of working with what is strong in order to address what is weak is something that I've found, I want to say thousands of times, but countless numbers of times has helped kids in in home settings, in educational settings. It's not a soft way of doing things. It's a way of building up enough ground under a child's feet for them to be able to step forward and take on what is not, you know, is not so strong in their lives. Now, this um the last step which i've alluded to is assuring a child that there'll be times in the evenings or you know maybe even set a time uh where you work together to figure things out i just want to emphasize that last part i was talking about now where you review what worked what didn't and then you work from that strengths based Uh, place where genuine affirmation can be given because no longer are you saying oh you're a great kid you'll be fine you know with a sort of a ruffle of the hair and and a child's not feeling confident at all after this little three-step process that I've been speaking about it's very simple really then the affirmation about what they did do well you know, that they did cope with the sleepover as best they possibly could, or, you know, they did go to that party, but it was just fine to leave earlier because that was the that was the walk-off plan, you know, that was the plan B uh, in case they wanted to, and that, that all those affirmations can be given, and but now they're genuine. It has the child feeling, yeah, my, my mum, my dad, they really know me. That's That was really true. I did do well with that. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's that three-step little plan for um, trying to help a child build their, their confidence up. I sure hope that's helpful. Okay, bye-bye for now.